All right, welcome to the inaugural postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar. After a 6-2, we have a 6-2 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. And you can hear in the background, we're getting this underway. Slow and steady, Pillsy. I had in the background the link I was putting on. But this is a new segment after each and every game, at least for the next two months. We'll see how it goes. What a game to start with, Pillsy as this one completely fell apart in the third period. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could probably just say this is something we're going to be doing after each and every loss, Ross, because it seems like every game we are watching with this Ottawa Senators team results in a loss. And this was the game we thought they had a chance to win, Ross, and it's a 6-2 loss at home. Yeah, I followed along with Pilsy's parlay of the day, and it's another over. Makes sense, didn't it? The over hit. I know. And Brett James, I understand you. I can't believe I watched all that either. It uh, it just disintegrates so quickly. They get scored on first, as they yep. have in six straight games. They are now 1-11-1 when allowing the first goal. And that's terrible. But almost as bad is the fact they've allowed the first goal 13 times in 20 games. You can't win when you're always battling from behind. There is so much wrong right now from top to bottom, Pilsy, where would you start if you're assessing this 20 game stretch? I mean, it's got to, you got to look at the defense, right? That's been the biggest issue. And it was another All tough game long. for Victor Mete, although he did get on the score sheet at least mm. with an assist on Brady's goal. But yeah, there was a lot of uh, just miscues. That's been the problem all season is the defense just can't bail the goalie out. Like Gus. Gus made a handful of saves where you're like, that's a save where he's trying to keep his team in the game. And it was two on ones where he had to come up big and he comes up big, but eventually just there's too much pressure on him. And the Canucks are getting these great scoring chances and capitalizing on them. I was looking for a picture of Pierre Dorian during the second intermission. Cause I found it interesting. I thought to myself during the game, man, he's been in the organization a long time. This is his 14th season. He was a director of amateur scouting for two years, director of player personnel after that, assistant general manager. And since 2016, midseason, he took over as general manager. Now, when I was checking to find this photo, I came across an article from September of 2019 saying the worst days are behind us. Definitely behind us, says the quote from Pierre Dorian. So how for, for me, he's he's on the hottest seat. If I'm the owner, this is absolutely unacceptable, putting together this group of players. Say what you want about the coaching. I think it's much more of a player personnel issue than that. And this Shane Pinto stat just gets even crazier and crazier. Out of the 16 games that he missed this season, they have one win. The only other win since he got hurt initially in that game against San Jose was the game he came back for part of against Pittsburgh. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, these these are the big picture problems, and we'll definitely get into this. This is a good tease for tomorrow's episode, but sticking on tonight's game, I mean, Adam Gaudet, what a way to introduce yourself. Like, your very first shift as an Ottawa center, you have one of the weakest plays ever. (laughs) Like, Pearson just has all day, and you're just kind of hanging out there. That baffled me. And then you get a sick power play goal. Nice selly, love it, right place, right time, good pass by Connor Brown. And then you're the cause of the next goal by bobbling the puck in your own end. Like, DJ Smith's head got to be spinning about this new acquisition because that was a roller coaster ride he took us on. 
It certainly was. And like DJ Smith continues to get trotted out to the media day in, day out. Still haven't heard from anyone above him in the management scheme. But again, last night, and there's a question uh, right now, I'm just reading through on Twitter, asking whether the message is still getting through to his players. And he says, well, we play hard most nights. Don't you find that's always the answer for him? Oh, we just got to do it harder. Like, How about just better? How about you try to put on some sustained pressure? Now, the top line did better tonight because Drake Batherson's back. That was clearly going to provide a bit of a boost. But beyond that, man, there is absolutely no depth up front on this team. And the decor, like Victor Mete and Nikita Zaitsev might be the worst D pair of this rebuild. And that's that's saying something. I mean, there that's a combination that's up there in terribleness with CC Finuff. Remember, like... Those were some dark days, and that's kind of what this reminds me of. And, yeah, it's it's tough. And at least the Senators did get one power play goal on the first power play, like we talked about. But, Ross, for me, the TSN turning point here was not scoring on that five-on-three. Oh, it's yeah. It's a 2-1 game. You have a minute-long five-on-three, and you can't get a goal. Now, I'm not going to knock them too hard. They did have some good ozone pressure, a couple good shots, but... That's one where you're looking back on a game and it's 6-2 and you're like, where did this run away from us? And for me, that's where it did. Well, even before that, the second power play. So they score on their first one, just seconds in. Great play, like you mentioned. But then the second one, what was that circus going on on the breakout? Stutzla and Shabby couldn't figure out who's taking the puck where. And then it ultimately ends up as an awkward play for Gus to have to cover the puck a side of the net. So there were just so many miscommunications defensively. Nikita Zaitsev's penalty was just awful. The interference, he's lost in his own zone. And then when you let Luke Shen walk around you and score a goal, that's a turn off the Xbox kind of moment. That's it's time for bed. Like you're probably, you know, sometimes you're playing video games and then all of a sudden you like doze off. That's the defense in that situation, and then you wake up, you're like, oh, I should probably go to bed, turn off the system after Luke Shen walks you. Luke Shen should not be walking anybody in the NHL in the year 2021, Pilsy. It's tough right now to be an Ottawa Senators fan, and none the, the least of which is the fact that this team's goal differential in the third period is minus 24. They've played 20 games. That is insane and the problem is ross like they give up the first goal so many times like we talked about and then they can't make up any momentum in the third so if you're giving up the first goal and you're not able to have late comeback heroics you're never going to win games and the Ottawa senators are seemingly never winning games so that's a big issue is they're not able to piece together a full 60 minutes and i just feel like like we talk about these momentum goals, Ross, I feel like every single game, the other team scores a goal with a minute left in the period. Like no matter what period it is, there's always one of those goals that happens. And that was another one, that three, one goal where that really put an end to things. And that was, was that late in a period or early in a period? It was one of those goals though, if I remember correctly. So that was tough for sure. And um, Thatcher Demko, he had to make a couple good saves, but for the most part, it was an easy night for him. Yeah, so Vancouver scores a minute 38 into the first period, two minutes right. and 38 seconds into the second period. Okay. With so 30 seconds left in the second period was the Luke Shen goal, and then four minutes in to the third period. And then Alex Chason, talking about insult to injury. When and Alex we laughed Chason, at him being on the power play, remember? And he pops yep, one. Oh. Yep, just hours later, he does that. And yeah, you look up and down the lineup, there's just not 
a whole lot to to be excited about. Like Timmy had a few nice bursts of speed tonight. He yep. did ultimately end up playing center. I thought Connor Brown had a decent game, but it's another night where every single defenseman is a minus. Now Zaitsev somehow held on to be an even, but he had two giveaways, which was tied for the most on the team. Yep. So you're looking for something to grasp onto here if you're an Ottawa Senators fan. And right now, it's one of those situations where I think heads have to roll. Like there has to be a substantial firing. The only moves, I think it was Jack Richardson who brought it up on Twitter. I'm going to go over to his right now, but the only players that they've brought in since the trade deadline was Nick Holden as a money move, right? To get rid of Dadanov's contract. Zach Sanford in a, okay, we need an NHL body. It's not going to be Logan Brown. Gambrell for a seventh round pick. Mete on waivers, and then you overpay Delzato. Like, these are the moves that are supposed to be the next step in the rebuild. Look at what Pittsburgh did. Look at what Chicago did. They went out and got unreal veterans. Guys like the Hawks got Antoine Vermette towards the end of his career. Like, what a great guy to learn from. Jamal Mayers went to Chicago. You go back to the Pittsburgh teams. They got Mark Recchi, John LeClaire. Like, all these legends of the game who can legitimately help you Learn how to win. Delzato wasn't one. Like he was a he was um in the press box during that St. Louis Blues run. Zach Sanford did more to uh to make sure that they got that. So there is just a, a lack of roster building is where I'm really looking at right now. Yeah, I mean it's clear. Like the results are there, and we were baffled at the quiet offseason this team had and the statements that were made by the front office and the results have been totally different and fans expectations were not even much higher. I was going to say through the roof, but no, it was literally just one goalpost higher. Like we're not going to be in one of the worst five teams in the league. And turns out the senators are the worst team in the league. We are going to get a whole lot more into this on tomorrow's locked on senators. It should be out around noon Eastern time. We hope you like this new quick hitting. We want something. So you have it for either right after the game when the blood is boiling hot or for your morning commute, because we know you got locked on Senators for your evening commute, or when you get home on YouTube. But, but, Pilsy, this quote is getting to me. So I need your opinion on this before we go, and then we'll save some heat for tomorrow on the show. DJ Smith after the game, quote, If you're a true fan, you're going to stay by your guys. It's easy to kick us while we're down, but we're going to keep fighting and give our effort every night. Tonight isn't the result we wanted, but we're going to battle hard and we'll get better. Your thoughts on that quote? Now the fans are the scapegoat, eh? A true fan. A true fan should be disgusted by what they've seen over this 20-game sample size. We're a quarter of the way into the season, Pilsy, and the Senators have four wins, which means, math guy, they're on pace for 16 wins in 82 games. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We need uh, a sleep here to get our thoughts together, and you and me will chat again tomorrow morning. Pilsy, this has been fun, though, eh? Doing the live stream after. It seems like the chat's heating up. And, yes, to to finish off, Brett James, get Giroux on this team ASAP. Although, what's he going to do midseason? So, hopefully, he doesn't get scared off by whatever it is going on right now with this Ottawa Senators team, and he is a free agent. So, maybe you hold up and uh, and wait for that in the offseason, right? I mean, that's that's all we have right now is hope. That's all we have is hope. Pilsy, precinct, patience. We love to see it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on this live edition of the Postcast 
presented by Locked On Senators. If you missed part of it, you can go back. We'll have it up on YouTube and coming in your audio podcast feeds. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This is the postcast following a 6-2 Senators defeat to the Vancouver Canucks.